I just called him by his first name since we had already met. I said, oh, Jeff. And he turned around and I held the rosary out for him. And I said, this is for you. Christine Kengott, welcome to the program. Thank you. Nice to be here. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, Christine, this is really fascinating. As I said at the beginning, I think a lot of people, obviously everybody knows Jeff Bezos, and you know one of the richest men on the planet, um, owner of not only Amazon, founder of Amazon, but also influentially the Washington Post and many other ventures. So start off, tell us a little bit about yourself and how in the world did you get to meet Jeff Bezos in the first place? I did a trip around the world in 1988, 89 by myself. And there were a lot of precarious situations where I thought I was going to die. And I prayed pretty intensely and a, a lot of things transpired. And so I guess in essence, I'm not afraid to talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime. And uh, the trip kind of um, lent itself to that. It was very conducive to meeting a lot of people for over a year. And then um, my daughter was living in LA and I met this priest whose father, his ministry is to make rosaries. And he was looking for some place to give these rosaries. I said, well, I love to travel and I could disseminate those rosaries to people that I meet. And so the father gave me all those rosaries and then the son, who's the priest, blessed them all. So anytime I would travel, I would take these blessed rosaries and give them to anybody, a waitress, a pilot, a flight attendant, anybody I meet, homeless people. Well, my daughter living in LA, there's a lot of homeless people. And that was my primary objective was to disseminate the rosaries to them and pray with them and hear who they needed prayers for, what they needed prayers for. So that was very, um, it seemed very uh, necessary work and very rewarding. Well, it was my daughter's birthday. So we were in a restaurant of her choice called Nobu out in Malibu. And we're sitting there and I look over and I see Jeff Bezos standing with a group of friends. They had already eaten and they were saying their goodbyes. So my initial intent was to introduce my young daughter to, to him. She was like 29 at the time and in the business world. So I thought they may cross paths again and this way they'd be on a first name basis and it may be conducive to some business transactions in the future. So that was my first thing was to introduce the two of them. And I told him the business she was in and he was very um, supportive and encouraging. And I asked him if he had any advice for her and he gave her some advice, you know, just to go for it, not to be afraid. So we said our goodbyes and we went back to our table and I saw my rosary sitting on the table. So I grabbed it and I said to my daughter, do you want to give this to him or should I? And she said, go ahead, mom. So I walked over and I just called him by his first name since we had already met. I said, oh, Jeff. And he turned around and I held the rosary out for him. And I said, this is for you. Took it and he looked at it like I had given him a pot of gold or something. And he said, oh my gosh, this is for me? I said, yes, I pray for you every day. He said, you pray for me every day? 
I said, yes, I do. He said, thank you so much, Christine. I said, well, thank you for all you do, Jeff. And he said, can I give you a hug? I said, yes. Mm. So we embraced a you know, really heartfelt hug. And then I said, God bless you, Jeff. And he said, God bless you too, Christine. And I really do pray for him every day, John Henry. Um, I do the stations every day after mass because uh, we're told we're supposed to meditate on the passion of Jesus every day and the sorrows of Our Lady every day. So I figured something is better than nothing. So I do it in a very expeditious manner. I'm very quick. I don't go through a standard book when I do the, the stations, but they all kind of, um, kind of inspire me. When I see Jesus being stripped, for example, it makes me think of the terrible atrocities of the human trafficking and people being disrobed against their will. Hmm. When I come to Jesus being crucified, invariably I kneel there because it's one of the most sacred places we can be. And I do pray for 12 million conversions as a result of my time meditating on Jesus' passion. And I specifically name Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, the Clintons, the Obamas, the uh, Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, Klaus Schwab, the royal family, Noah Harari, just all these people that are really in positions of power that could really make a difference. And if they had a conversion, it would could really impact our world in a positive way. So I, I sincerely do pray for Jeff Bezos every day. I think he could sense that. Hmm. Wow. That so is that's so... kind of my story. Um, Hey friends, this July, we at LifeSite are celebrating 25 years of service to life, faith, family, and freedom with a gala in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So especially for those of you who couldn't join us in the United States, LifeSite is gathering our whole team and a few very special guests in the pro-life and pro-family movement for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity at our newly announced 25th anniversary Canadian gala. LifeSite's star video reporter Jim Hale will be there with an on-stage special with the 16-year-old Canadian pro-family hero, Josh Alexander. Experience LifeSite's Faith and Reason show live with Father James Altman and Liz Yore. And you'll be able to interact with our reporters from all over the world, including U.S. Bureau Chief Doug Mainwaring, Canadian reporter Anthony Murdoch, and Rome correspondent Michael Haynes. You'll also hear keynotes from LifeSite co-founder Steve Jelsevac and myself. So RSVP for the 25th anniversary Canadian Gala now. And don't miss the opportunity to get a live, in-person, studio experience of LifeSite's top news show that broadcasts every Friday at 8 p.m., Faith and Reason. Seating is very limited, so RSVP and get your tickets today for LifeSite's 25th anniversary Canadian Gala in the beautiful Hilton Toronto Markham Hotel this July 18th. To buy tickets for the 25th Anniversary Canadian Gala, visit gala25can.lifesitenews.com. I look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. Yeah. Well, it's so unbelievable that, you know, here you, he is, he's one of the most powerful people on earth, one of the richest men in the world. Did you ever think in your life you would <laughs> bump into Jeff Bezos? You know, because... I am not shy. I travel around the world by myself. I really have met a lot 
of famous people. And to me, they're just people, but all range of life. I spend time with the homeless person on the street and every, every person in between on that spectrum. Um, I met um, uh, with the Stephen Hawking. My daughter and I kind of talked our way in there. And my primary objective was to tell him about Father Rookie, who had the gift of healing. And so um, I did talk to him about uh, uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet, because I thought if he could have a major healing through the chaplet, he could really posit positively impact the world if he had a conversion. And um, I was, the secretary said, I'm going to let you in to talk to him. I don't know why I never do this, but I'm going to let you in. And she hmm. forbid me to talk to him about this priest with the gift of healing. So now I had to carry the conversation with a, an astrophysicist, a topic I know nothing about, and not talk about the very thing I'm there to talk about. So I got back to the States and I felt really guilty that I didn't expound more on the Divine Mercy Chaplet with him. So I went to confession and the priest was so funny, you know, instead of just kind of, you know, negating the impact that could have had, he took me very seriously. He said, okay, Christine, now for your penance for not telling Stephen Hawking about the Divine Mercy Chaplet more in depth, go say three Our Fathers and three Hail Mary or whatever. It was, I got a kick out of mm. how that priest took my, uh, my, you know, my feelings. So uh, like I really neglected to take that opportunity that I should have. Wow. Wow. Okay. So where does all this come from? Because you've got a very deep faith that's very lively. How did you even get there? Because um, it's a rare thing. Oh, well, thank you. Well, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Enough. You go for it. You know what? You know what? I will have to say I, I had great parents, but I think of specific things that my dad did. You know, we think of the father in the family kind of being representative of God, the father. And um, he did some things that were just incredible. I remember a nun telling us that we really should live every day to the fullest because we could die at any time. Any one of us at any age, we don't know. So I couldn't wait to trip up my dad and tell him, you know, say, dad, what would you like to do? And have him say, oh, I'd like to travel to the far ends of the earth, or I'd like to get my, you know, he had his pilot's license, but you know, whatever he wanted to, um, whatever he aspired to do. And as a seven-year-old, I couldn't wait to say, oh, dad, then you should do it because you could die at any time. Well, instead of getting an answer of something he aspired to do and he and I were together in the car and we had just cut the grass at the funeral home that he owned and uh, in a small town and I said dad what would you like to be doing now if you could do anything at all and you know what he said hmm. what I'm doing right now and it just oh, took me aback because what he was doing right then was he was with me doing a mundane thing riding in the car and I said, no, no, wow. no, dad, anything, anything you could do. He said, what I'm doing right now. You know, so I think back at moments like that. Um, there was another time when I was four, I had to run away from my mean babysitter. And I ran to my dad's hardware store and I put my arms around his neck and I said, dad, 
Remember you said I could come to the hardware store with you today. And right at that moment, John Henry, he could have said, what are you talking about? Get out of here, kid, go with the babysitter. But instead he looked in my eyes and he said, yes, I do remember that. And from then on, I went to my dad's hardware store every day. So I got to know all the customers, and um, he also would fix the heaters and the furnaces in the basement of people's homes. And I, he'd call me his little helper and I'd hold the flashlight. Well, invariably mm -hmm. I'd make my way upstairs with the lady where the pound cake was and the fresh fruit and she'd feed me. And so, you know, it all is kind of incremental steps of um, talking with people at a young age and um, then this trip around the world, of course, was a, a pivotal part. Oh, and uh, uh, Pope John Paul II kissed me. So maybe that oh. <laughs> impacted my life. He kissed my forehead in 1980. Wow. So I guess wow. I'm a relic. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> you, were, you must have been a baby at that point. Did your parents hand you up? Is that how it happened? No, 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 no. Um, I used to sell ads and win trips for a youth camp in Southern Illinois, a Catholic youth camp. And they would reward us with these trips, primarily to Rome, you know, to Rome and meet, you know, be with the Pope. We had an audience with Pope Paul VI also, and we'd go to Israel and, you know, the Holy Land. They were always kind of geared around Catholicism. But I was not very devout at that time. It was kind of like putting the cart before the horse. Like I went to all the places Jesus went, and I think that that enhanced my Catholicism. I had a very lame catechism growing up. I mean, I didn't even know what transubstantiation was, you know, until I was in Medjugorje. So it's kind of a, just a, a culmination of experiences, I think, that brought me to where I am now. Beautiful. And you very special devotion to the rosary. Um, yes. What's, how'd that come about? It was my 50th birthday. And my family and I were in um, Aspen skiing. We were on a, a gondola that was all made of glass. And I very sheepishly said to my family, I said, um, it's my birthday. Could we pray a rosary? And they said, sure, mom. Yeah, because I, I was very late at starting all this. And um, I had been praying the rosary maybe five years or so at that point, but never brought my family into it. But I pulled the birthday trump card and they said, yeah, we can pray the rosary. Where do we start? I said, well, there's four decades. They said, well, let's start at the beginning. So we're starting with the joyful. And with that, our gondola abruptly stopped. They had an emergency somewhere. So it abruptly stopped, but we didn't feel it. It was very, very peaceful. We didn't feel, we just looked up in a glass roof and uh, the cable had become like a gigantic ribbon extending like 150 feet up above our gondola. We said, what is that? What's going on? And because we didn't feel the abrupt stop, we, were, we felt peace praying this rosary. And with that, the, the cable went downward and it shot our gondola straight up to where the ribbon of cable had been above us. So we exchanged places and it was just surreal. And later I talked to a ski patrol about what transpired. And he said he had never heard of something like that happening. 
And he said that we're lucky that the gondola didn't come off of that cable the way it shot up like a slingshot. So that was really the first time I remember uh, being so devoted to the rosary with my family. Now we pray a family rosary every day and they're receptive to it. But we've had, you know, as a family, um, I've, I've passed on the love of travel to them. So consequently, we've had some very scary experiences together, but we always go to prayer when, we, when we're so scared. Like we had an incident down in the Amazon. We had an incident in Japan and, you know, very scary, life-threatening kind of things. And we pray and miracles, miracles just happen all around us all the time. So my children see the power of prayer. So it's kind Beautiful. of been a gradual sequence of events that has led me here. Um, and, and now I love being the age that I am that, you know, now I can really talk to anybody I want because it's not a threat to anybody. You know, I can talk to young men, young boys, and, you know, like my daughters can't do that because it's looked at, could be taken the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I can talk to priests. I love how, you know, the, the genius of the priesthood because, you know, I can, I'm like a mother figure to them. And, and so that's mm -hmm. beautiful to have this friendship with so many priests that need that in their lives. They need friends. They need a female friend. And so anyway, life, it just gets more and more enjoyable. And the, the beauty of prayer and mass and there, we just have a plethora of information to study. We can't possibly learn it all in one lifetime. When I was in seminary, I was reading a book by Henry Nouwen. He talked about a nuclear man, you know, and people who grew up in the 1980s were kind of formed by that immediate and constant threat of nuclear annihilation. My generation has grown up, you know, under the specter of priestly sexual abuse. What say you, Mr. Poor Person? Is the defendant guilty or not guilty? I think that for many of us, that has also been all-encompassing. You know, I mean, I entered the seminary in January of 2004, and it's basically been there for me from in the beginning. Um, would you mind telling us one of those stories? One of the stories where, um, if you're able to, um, where it was kind of life-threatening, whichever one um, you remember the most or means the most to you. With the family? Okay, mm -hmm. uh, there's two, two that stand out. You know, and the other thing, um, I've had unbelievable, miraculous events happen to me. And I'll just jump ahead to this one because this one's just so amazing. It was December 12th, 1990, and I was in Mexico. My brother-in-law was traveled a lot, and he had a, a coupon for an airline that was going to expire. He said, you want this, Christine? I said, yes, I do. And so I went as, as far as I could. I went to Mexico, to uh, Cancun and Cozumel. So I was by myself. And I heard all this commotion with, you know, December 12th. And in somebody's broken English and my limited Spanish, I said, what is going on? And they said, it's our blessed mother's birthday. 
I said, really? I said, okay, God, if it's your mother's birthday, why don't you show me something? Why are you always so nebulous? Like, why can't you make this more concrete? So um, I noticed the sky that day was just cloud cover, no blue sky at all, just major cloud cover. And I closed my eyes to pray. I had like, you know, a list of quite a few people to pray for. And so 20 or 30 minutes, I had my eyes closed in prayer. And with that, I opened my eyes. There was not a cloud in the sky, no clouds at all. The sky was the most beautiful color of blue I have ever seen. It was just gorgeous. And right in front of me was a gigantic cross made out of white, fluffy, fluffy clouds, like cotton balls, like just very, very deliberate. And it was a size of about three football fields, gigantic white, fluffy cross right in front of me. And I just instinctively, I fell to my knees, threw my arms dramatically in the air and said, for the glory of God. So, you know, just uh, so many things like that have happened. I, I can hardly even name them all. But getting back to some of the scary times, my family and I, my three daughters, my husband and I were in the Amazon and we were supposed to see um, the giant anaconda and the, um, uh, what's the fish, what's the fish that the eats piranha. people? Piranha. So these were all in the Amazon and the uh, crocodiles. And we were in a small boat. And another family was on there and it started just raining, just incessant rain, just unbelievable amounts of rain and lightning. It was lightning all around us. Well, I was hmm. a lifeguard and I knew you were not supposed to be on water when it's lightning. And the woman, the other family, the woman kept standing up and you are not, not supposed to stand up in a small craft or you could capsize. So I knew it was a bad situation. And the guide, I kept begging the guy, just take us back, take us back. He said, no, no, you haven't seen the giant anaconda yet. No, you haven't seen the crocodile. We're like, we don't care. We don't care. Get us out of here. Well, there was nothing to do but pray. And we really just broke out all the stops as a family. We just prayed intensely with that lightning crashing all around us. It was so dangerous. And with that, it got calm. The storm dissipated, the lightning stopped. The rain stopped, the waters calmed. It was like biblical, you know? So many things like that have happened that it just uh, really reinforces the notion that prayer is powerful. Wow. Did the other family react or the driver? Uh, not really. I don't know. They, it's, they didn't seem to really notice or, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know. They didn't know. Not really. Beautiful. Anyway, what what an amazing thing. What what are your hopes for Jeff Bezos? And uh, you know, do you do you ever get inspired to you know follow up on the lights that our Lord gives you to do certain things? Do you ever have an answer or see? I know often we don't, but do you have an experience of a you know you're gone you're called to go out and do something? Oh, and I need to ask you too. On the table, you saw the rosary. That was sort of what prompted you. But how does that prompting work? And how do you hear the Holy Spirit asking you to do something? You know, John Henry, I kind of feel like it's like when we make a deposit in the bank and we have uh, interest that we get later, 
I spend, I try to spend an hour a day in adoration, if at all possible. And so, you know, I don't have any like lightning claps hit me when I'm in adoration, but I feel like it's an investment. Like I'm praying now, but then later I'm inviting the Holy Spirit to come through me. And I feel like confession's kind of like a roto-rooter getting the sludge out to allow the Holy Spirit to work <laughs> through us. So then we're able to say and do the right thing more often, right? So uh, when mm -hmm. I'm in those moments, I can be spontaneous. Because how many times have we been to a restaurant, we get a carry out, we go see a homeless person, we walk right by and we go, oh my gosh, I should have given them that, my carry out. We don't think of it at the time. I was tired of not being able to think spontaneously because it's just like a very quick moment that we're, we're able to react in a situation. And uh, I'll tell you a real cute story. Uh, there's so many amazing stories, but this is one of my favorites. A priest was tired of not being able to be spontaneous. And he said, you know what? From now on, whatever comes on my heart, I'm going to just assume it's from the Holy Spirit. So he was pumping gas and it came on his heart to do a cartwheel. And it, he went by his, you know, his rule. If it's not hurting somebody else and it's not against the Ten Commandments, he's going to do it. So mm. he did a cartwheel. He goes in to pay for his gas. The young girl in there is crying profusely. He says, honey, honey, what's the matter? She said, oh, father, I've been an atheist for 25 years. And I saw your collar that you were a Catholic priest. And I said, God. If you exist, make that priest do a cartwheel. <laughs> no. That's a true story. True story. Oh. Hello, friends. To celebrate the momentous overturning of Roe v. Wade, we at LifeSite have minted just under 10,000 of these brand new limited edition pro-life silver rounds. Now, each round is stamped with the image of the Supreme Court of the United States featuring the date that the High Court delivered this historic victory. And on the front of our pure silver rounds, LifeSite's logo surrounded by a brilliant sunburst and draped with olive branches. They, of course, commemorate our 25-year anniversary of LifeSite News. We began in 1997 in September, so September of 2022 was 25 years. These one ounce silver rounds are available from our partners at stjosephspartners.com where you can fulfill all of your silver and gold needs in this perilous time. May God bless you. That's so insane. So there's many stories like that. Yeah. There are. And you know, that's so powerful because it does speak. We all get this. We get this sometimes cr seemingly crazy idea, just do this. But we often will dismiss it. I will often dismiss it as, oh, that's just weird. That was that me? Was that somebody else? But it's a great rule. It's a great rule. If it's not sinful in any way, and it's not going to hurt anybody, why not do it? Right. That's and just God great. writes, he writes straight with a crooked line. I'm sure you've heard that. And it's so mm -hmm. true. How many times we have our own ideas and something goes totally different and then we we cross paths with somebody who needs our prayers or we need their prayers or so it's really amazing how that works. I wish I could tell you this amazing story. I was asked to give a retreat for women at my church. I'm part of the Women's Guild and I prayed. I invited Jesus and the Blessed Mother to attend. In fact, I said, just take over. You know, you're much more competent than me. Just just run the whole thing. So the woman who does the pictures for the newsletter, 
said, Christine, I can't be there. Can, can you take pictures? I said, okay. So I snapped pictures. A few days later, I looked at the pictures. Well, I wish I could show it. I'll try and send it after this uh, interview. Please do. But yeah. a picture showed up with, you know, the divine mercy Jesus with the red and white rays coming out of his heart. Mm -hmm. That showed up yep. in a picture that I took. I was just spellbound. I couldn't believe it. So I was sending it to everybody. I was just amazed that that showed up in a picture. He really showed up after I prayed about it. Well, finally, I ran into a woman who had attended that seminar, that retreat. And I said, oh, Christina, look, Divine Mercy Jesus showed up. Look at this picture. She said, Christine, that's your fingernail. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> I had got my own fingernail in the picture. I said, well, at least I had my nails painted red that day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll send you the picture. But, you know, God has a sense of humor, too. But that has worked well because then I can just, in passing, talk to atheists or agnostics. It's a funny story. And I can say, you know about divine mercy Jesus. And they're like, no, never heard of it. I'm like, well, he's got rays coming out, meaning unlimited love and unlimited forgiveness for all of us. And I pass over that and I get to the punchline, but it really is a powerful tool, you know, so that's how God works too. Sometimes, you know, in a funny way. And it, that story has allowed me to, I think, touch some hearts and introduce divine mercy, Jesus, without it being so blatant. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Christine, thank you so much for sharing everything with us. Any final thoughts for us? Well, what I'm doing now is learning about the gift of living in the divine will. Have you heard of that? I believe so. Yeah. Is that yeah. Louisa Picaretta? Yes. Louisa Picaretta. Mm -hmm. Yes. And actually, I've been in it uh, about 15 years. And um, kind of an analogy, I used to think when we died and went, if we, you know, luckily make it to heaven someday, that it's one and done. You know, there's going to be unbelievable colors and pictures and smells and uh, experiences, but all in one day. You get there and, and that's it. And then recently I read that it's exponentially better every single day. So think of, you know, exponents, how, you know, what that means every single day for all of eternity, that that's what you're experiencing. It's just unlimited. And that's what uh, the the a bit the bit of information about this gift of living in the divine will. You can never exhaust it all. You can never learn it all. It's just so exciting. And um, that is one thing I told Stephen Hawking. The only uh, bit of science or astrophysicist that I could even think to say. And I love this though. There are more stars in our galaxy than grains of sand on our planet and more galaxies in our universe than stars in our galaxy. So in essence, that's infinity, right? Hmm. For the human brain, that's infinity. That's, you know, eternity. And that's what heaven I think is going to be like. And also this gift of living in the divine will. So it's very exciting to have that gift. And of course the gift of the divine chaplet. And we know one drop of Jesus blood is more powerful to eradicate all the sins from the beginning of time to the end of time, including murder. 
So that gives me a lot of hope when I pray. You know, I just dropped that one drop of blood on Jeff Bezos, the precious blood of Jesus, Jesus for a complete conversion for him and just all of our world leaders. And it just gives us a lot of hope. You know, Jesus is so loving and so forgiving and he's he wins we know we're on the winning side and we have our blessed mother and all the wonderful things she does just embracing our children and um we just keep praying right do our little bit and they repay us a million fold with our little Amen efforts right indeed i think a lot of people hopefully who are watching this are going to join you in praying for jeff bezos and um he showed openness. He showed openness yeah. to, um, you know, the rosary and to your gift and to your praying for him. So if yeah. you join in that, You're... you never know. God might work on his heart. So right. that is right. beautiful. And I'm going to send you that holy fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> Please do, Christine. God bless you, Christine. And thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Your team is awesome. I love Father and Liz. And you. you're just really stellar in your work and what you do you make so much sense and you work so hard so thank you thank you thank you praise god thank you god bless you and god bless all of you and we'll see you next time Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.